Welcome to Inbound Sales Journey. If you want to hone your sales skills and learn from the leaders on inbound selling, you've come to the right place. This episode of Inbound Sales Journey is brought to you by the Agency Sales System, the online course designed specifically to teach you how to build a rock-solid agency sales system inside your HubSpot CRM. Learn more at doinbound.com slash sales course. Now, here are your hosts, Ryan and Greg. Welcome to this week's episode of Inbound Sales Journey. Myself, Gray, and Ryan are going to be talking about the second best answer in sales. Not the first, not the third, not even the 13th, my favorite number. We're going to be talking about the second best answer in sales. Ryan, would you like to steal my thunder and tell me what the second best answer in sales is? No, I would not. Oh, see what I did there, I see what you did there, Ryan. The second best answer in sales is... No. And here's what we mean. So this is, we're specifically talking about when you are working with prospects. Uh, There are really three outcomes uh, that happen every single time uh, you work with a prospect and are trying to close them on a deal. Uh, You get a yes and the deal closes. Obviously the first best answer. Number two we just talked about is no. And then you move on. So try to waste as little time as possible and then you go ahead and you can move on from there. Or the third option, which tends to be a very common option is, uh, is number three, which is you continue to spend time with the prospect, even though they're probably not going to say yes, uh, hoping that they will say yes. And then you spend hours and hours and then, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't close. So then maybe you get the no at that point. So the second best answer is a, is a quick no, uh, instead of trying to drag it out, wasting everyone's time, and then getting a, a late no. So, Greg, there is your second best answer. Ryan, you're exactly right. I cannot tell you how many times that has happened to me, where you don't get a no, you don't get a yes, you get, well, let me talk about it, let me bring in somebody else, I don't know about budget, well, the timing's just not right. It's like, man, give me a break. Is it yes or is it no? And what I have Is that what you say, learn- Greg? That's you what just I said. sigh and say, I give just, it a break. I, um, I have taught my daughter, Laurel, who's 20 months right now. I have taught her to sigh like this and then shake her head slowly from side to side and say, these kids, which is pretty funny when she does it. So that's, that's typically my go-to with people is just these prospects. Right. Um, so yeah, verbatim, that's what I use. Now you got me all. Now you got me all thrown off there, right? What do you um, actually use, Gray? Why don't you? Why don't you? Why don't you tell us how you actually get to the quick no instead of and in, in how you've progressed from that third answer to the second answer? No, Ryan. Let me let me explain my pain point first. All right, Everyone's fine. gonna have a Go chance on. to relate to it, and then we can move into the solution. All right, hit me with the pain. The pain point is we have these conversations. Gets drawn out forever. I don't actually get an answer inevitably as you guys all know because we've all gone through this um 98 percent of the time that deal is not going to close and you just keep spending time we buy into the sunk cost fallacy we think i've already spent four calls with these people they have all the information they should buy in and we kind of forget sales is not nearly as much logical as it is emotional we make emotional decisions then we try and then we use our logic to try and rationalize it after the fact um and so, I, but but we buy into that sunk cost 
fallacy. You know, we think I've already spent the time. They have all the right information in front of them. We've talked to the right people. They said they have the budget. Uh, like, what would be the holdup? Obviously, I should keep investing a little bit more time every time they ask for a call, every time they ask for a couple more weeks, um, because this deal on paper should close. So we spent all this time. It's painful. We don't get an answer. We waste a bunch of time. And that's time that we could be spending better. So the best answer, like you said, Ryan, no, doesn't necessarily mean like no forever. Please never talk to me again. I will never buy from you. It, it could simply, and in most cases, probably just mean no for now. And that's that's great because both sides have clarity. They know how to move forward from that answer. Um, you can prioritize other conversations, other prospects, other activities. They can go find an alternative solution or service provider. That's fine. So I want to talk simply about one effective way. There are a lot of ways to try and get to know. There are whole books written about getting to know. But one effective way to help efficiently reach a decision. And that is to just clarify the communication expectations up front. We've talked about a ton of times in sales, expectations, just like everything else in any relationship, are critical. And one of the types of expectations that I didn't used to send, you know, I'd always, obviously you're going to set an expectation about, hey, here's what the next step is going to look like. Hopefully that's obvious. Um, but one of the communication, um, I guess, preferences or expectations that I didn't used to set up front is um, around follow-up and response time. So what I would now recommend is, that you define for the prospect what they can expect from you in terms of response time and what the process is going to look like, response medium, and your follow-up. And then you're going to ask the prospect to return that favor. So that might be, Ryan, we had a great conversation today. We've kind of gone through what the sales process looks like. Obviously, we've got our next call scheduled for Tuesday of next week. I want you to know that as we're going through this process, when you have a question, whether you whether you leave me a voicemail, shoot me a text message, give me a call, or shoot me an email, I'm going to do my best to get back to you within 24 hours. And at no point are you going to go more than two business days without hearing from me. I like to communicate that to you so that we know um, just what we can expect communications-wise. We know that uh, setting and meeting expectations is key to building trust, and I want to have a good relationship with you. Ryan, what can I expect from you? What's reasonable to expect in terms of uh, response time on your end? If I have a question back to you or an answer back to you and we're waiting on something else, can I get an answer from you in three days, four days, five days, one day? What's reasonable on your end? And all you're trying to do is just get them to to give you the, the truth. What's a realistic time frame to get back to me on things? And if the best that they can do is respond within a week, that's fine. Now you know. And, and now you can avoid and you can let them know, like, hey, if, if it's going to take you a week to talk with your team internally and get back to me on things, I don't want to be bugging you with an email and a voicemail every single day for five days waiting to hear from you um, and trying to figure out why you went dark. So that's really all it is. It's just setting an expectation around what you can expect. Um communication-wise, response time-wise from your prospect. and So you're going to lead by giving what they can expect from you first and then ask that question of them as well. And at that point, they've now committed to something verbally, um, and and all you're trying to do is just leverage that. to. And I even will open this up 
by letting them know the context for this that hey obviously i'm in sales i would like to close any deal that i think is a good fit if i think that you're a good fit for our service after we have this conversation or these conversations i i'm going to try and if it if it makes sense for you and try and convince you that yes is the right answer but for both of our for making the most of both of our times and our energy if yes isn't the right answer no is the best answer and not spending a ton of time we don't want to let this decision drag out for two months before we finally make a decision let's either just say yes let's go for it or not right now and we'll set a timeline to to look back into it so i kind of rambled there ryan but but that's how i like to set that up and uh and that's been very effective and helped out in getting to know faster yeah one thing that I always do uh, to help segue this is I will um, ask a prospect beforehand. I'll ask them, what, uh, what does your decision-making process look like? Um, so that way they kind of give me a, a, a clear answer on, well, I need to talk with this person. Or a lot of the times I'll say, we're, we're having this meeting to review some of the options, that type of stuff. That will help me kind of go right into the expectations of, okay, well, I'm going to send you an email now with this information and then follow up with you here, uh, you know, after your meeting or whatever, you know, whatever the, the next follow up is. Uh, and then you can like, that's how I like to transition, I guess is what I'm saying. In order to have the conversation, start with w- knowing what the dis- decision making process looks like, then set from there clear expectations of communication, how you guys are going to communicate through their decision-making process. Uh, so if you're looking for, well, how do I segue into that? that? That's how I do it. So I just thought I'd throw that in there. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the, uh, the response time, that's not the first expectation that you set here. Um, you definitely need to get into what does that decision-making process look like identifying there's, there's other groundwork to be laid that we've talked about previously. Um, but this is one that, that has been helpful lately. And that I want to share, and I think you're exactly right, right? That that setting it up that way is the way to go. Cool, awesome. Well, we can wrap it up there. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about what your sales rep should be doing beyond sales uh, at the agencies. We're going to be talking about what responsibilities do they have? What should they be working on beyond just the the act of selling? Uh, as always, we appreciate you guys listening. If you could go to iTunes and leave us a review, that always helps. You can get the show notes at doingbound.com backslash. You could just put ISJ in there, and that'll redirect you to all the show notes for Inbound Sales Journey. Any questions, thoughts, things you'd like to cover, shoot us an email at ryan at doingbound or gray at doingbound. And until next week, good luck selling. Thank you for listening to Inbound Sales Journey. You can find the show's notes for today's episode at doinbound.com slash salesjourney. That's doinbound, all one word, dot com slash salesjourney. Today's show is sponsored by Do Inbound, the world's first project and process management platform built specifically for inbound marketing agencies. Learn more at doinbound.com. If you enjoyed this episode, why don't you head over to iTunes and subscribe? Make sure you leave us a review of the show. Until next time, remember, life is a journey. Keep moving forward.